Describing your writing as trash while you're still drafting is like looking at a bag of flour and an egg and saying, my cake tastes like crap. Paul Graylish. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. And today we are talking about identifying yourself as a writer. So I read a lot of people asking themselves this question, how do I know if I'm any good as an author? And I spent a long time in that place myself, so I wanted to make sure we gave this question its due. So, am I a terrible writer? No. Why not? It's about your target audience. And if you are writing selfishly and you are entertaining yourself, that's all that matters. If you're writing for audiences, if you're writing for someone else, then you have no great way to judge. So when I talk about target audiences, my grandmother bless her heart, is not my target audience. So when I have this massive fight scene where there's this all-out bar brawl and pull cues and horses and shotguns, she, she'll she do that. Well, that's nice, dearie. She's not my target audience, so she is not expected to enjoy my story. And on the flip side, when you have your dad, who is not much of a reader, doesn't really understand why books exist still, who is eh about your writing, it doesn't mean you're a terrible writer. It just means he doesn't particularly like your writing, but that's not on you. What helped me get out of this question was a mentality shift, an idea of whose standards am I going by? And that's when I started telling myself, you write selfishly, write for yourself, write for your own standards. And yes, You will never quite hit that it's perfect. There is a time to let it go. But did you enjoy the process? When you stop enjoying the process, move on. And my biggest thing, if you're wondering if you're a terrible writer, if you're writing, you're not terrible. The only terrible writer is the writer that gives up entirely. You may put a project on hold. You may decide that project's not for you anymore. But if you're doing what you love, if you love to write and you're still doing it, you're not a terrible writer. And everyone starts out thinking they're pretty good at this. And then as you progress as an author and you look back on the stuff you started out with, you go, oh, I thought I was good at this. But then you realize how far you've come and you're that much better and you are becoming yourself as a writer. And that's the most important thing. Don't take your own skills for granted. Like our opener said, don't compare your first draft to that New York Times bestseller's final draft. Do the work, enjoy the process, and develop yourself as an author. If you like it, move on. There are some times where, objectively, you could be classified as a bad writer. That usually only applies when you don't know the rules of writing. So learn them, study them, find them. A lot of the times you'll get somebody asking the question of, I'm not good at English rules and grammar, but I want to write. What can I do? First of all, I would say if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not in that category because you're already learning. 
There are rules. We talked about it in our punctuation episode last month. There are rules. Learn them, then break them. It's okay to break the rules, but learn them first. And if you are listening to this podcast, then you're already halfway down that path. The other thing that I would say is if you're trying to write in English and maybe English isn't your first language or you're not super familiar with the rules, read, 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 read. Because as you're reading, you can get that sense of when to break the rules. You can see the grammar, you see the punctuation, you see all of these things working. If you do a little bit of side study to look up the rules, you can see where they're following the rules and when they break them and how it works. And you as an audience member can recognize what works and what doesn't. And so you can emulate what you enjoy and discard what you don't like and learn to avoid what you don't like. You mentioned English not being your primary language. My question then is why are you not writing in your primary language? Become familiar with writing before you try to write in a language that isn't your primary language. And if you do choose to write in a different language, make sure your editor is native in that language. Honestly, I I cannot say it enough. Read. Read in your genre. Read outside your genre. Get familiar with how books work. I have edited some people's projects where I could tell they never picked up a book. Or in one particular case, they were trying to write a script. They've never read a script because they had no idea how to format it. And formatting is a huge part of writing. And as an editor, we don't expect you to have formatted your novel necessarily. But I had somebody give me what was essentially a script and want it translated into novel format. And because they're used to watching movies, that's how they told the story. And they wanted to publish it as a book. But at that point, that's not the format that they were writing in. And you can tell what their exposure is by how they write. Another thing that I've noticed from somebody who I've edited some of their stuff from is they struggle a little bit with paragraphing because they don't read enough to know the flow of paragraphing. And it can be difficult, but set out to learn these things. This is why you read if you want to be a writer. Yeah. Reading develops instincts that are irreplaceable. Stephen King once said, if you want to be a writer, you must do two things above all others. Read a lot, write a lot. There's no way around these two things that I'm aware of. No shortcut. Reading is essential. There's another question that comes up a lot in the idea of if somebody is a good writer. And it's the idea of when do I give up on a particular book? When do I give up on this story? And honestly, that's not a question we can answer for you because some people take a decade to write a book. Some people will write just to get it out of their system, like I do. It's about when you're uninspired. Often for me, it's about when I'm distracted. This other plot is more interesting, so I'm going to go write that one instead. If you are giving up because you've run out of ideas or because this next scene is hard, skip forward to a part that's interesting. But there is a time to abandon a manuscript and know that doesn't make you a terrible writer. So I'm going to use a couple examples from my personal writing experiences. 
I have been working, I've talked about this before, I've been working on one book for at least 10 years now. I left it alone for several years, but I've picked it back up. So I have technically abandoned it for about five years in that 10-year gap, but I didn't abandon it entirely. That's something else you can consider doing is leaving it alone for a while and then coming back to it. I also have one story that I was writing when I was about 19 years old. So a while ago. (laughs) I have one story that I think I was starting when I was about 17 or 18 at the height of my immaturity. And I I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. My love of Twilight at that time. It's not a good time in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But I was writing a story about werewolves and fairies and classic YA stuff that I will never go back to. I never finished it. I think I wrote maybe a total of three scenes, not in any particular order. But it's not a story I'm ever going to return to because it's not my genre anymore. I don't like YA because of all those cliches that I was writing. Can I have a copy of that for blackmail purposes? (laughs) If I can find it. (laughs) Alternatively, I have a story that I began about six or seven years ago. And I really like the concept, but I didn't know enough about it to approach it. And it's a little outside my brand. And I was still discovering my brand at that point. But I like it and I might return to it. I haven't decided yet. There are maybe four or 5,000 words. So it's pretty short so far. And moved on to, I wrote black and white afterward, actually. But I might go back to it. And I still have the file. And it would need a lot of reworking. But it could be fun. And that's the same with another story that I started around the same time as my current work in progress. I still see a lot of potential in it. There's a lot that I would change because of what I've learned in my time writing and editing, but I don't want to give up on it yet. So to answer the question, when is it time to abandon a manuscript? If you're asking yourself that question now, save the file. It might be better for later on in your path as an author. Don't destroy it. Don't light it on fire, but move on. It's okay. That does not make you a terrible writer. Yeah, I don't consider myself a terrible writer because I gave up on my YA called Cry of the Wolf. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it was that's, that's, bad. That, that's painful. <laughs> so bad. It actually makes me a better writer because I recognize what I can do. And I recognize my strengths do not lie in YA. You will learn from every manuscript, no matter what. And that's the biggest thing. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how good your writing is right now. All that matters is that you're writing, that you're trying, and that you like to do it. Because if you don't like to write, maybe you shouldn't be writing. But if you like it, does it matter how good you are? So long as you are writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>